All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Got those subsidiaries. Let me switch. I know. All right. There we go. Looking good. I think we got to welcome everybody. If we make that adjustment, we're making that transition to live. And so much more. Welcome to Morning Coffee with Mario's show, you guys. We got a special show today, but it's so much more. Please forgive us sometimes in these days of development for these rough beginnings because it symbolizes our expansion. To tell you the truth, Vic and I are totally confused sometimes when we start the show. We don't no know what shit. the fuck we're doing. We don't know. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> I'm not but we're doing our best considering the type yeah. of expansion going on here at Paxdale TV. So thank you to everybody. Hey, we got everybody in from overseas. We got the system up. Miko's here this morning. It's a wonderful day in the neighborhood. Some days you just got to wind. Hey, it's Monday. Yeah. And so, if first of all, if you're watching this, you're late for work. Okay? You okay? You're, you're you late for work. <laughs> he already, they're docking you right now. There you All day. <laughs> it's that kind of a show today. You, you know, you guys, and let me, uh, wasn't too sure. It wasn't too sure how to... Uh, approach things because of all the stuff that's been going on so much in the news and all the different issues that have been going on so didn't wasn't quite sure how to approach it today uh, and so we had decided we had to wing it so many emotions talking on the phone last night to people who were asking me questions about my own childhood and so Interesting enough, all of these things trigger emotion. And so we know that today, the backdrop, no matter what we do, the backdrop for today's show is all the events, the occurrences that have been happening all around the country, uh, occurrences that continue to happen around the country, and the outpouring of people's feelings. So since that is the backdrop, and there's no way, I think, to effectively ignore that, uh, I thought we would acknowledge it and even have a brief discussion too of some of those things. Welcome everybody to the Morning Coffee with Mario Joe. Today we're going to have a special show. Uh, again, talking about the instances that are going on. I found a photo. I found I found a photo that I thought spoke so beautifully. Uh, this one black woman who seems to have so much grace she seems almost regal in her pose and it's it's a very moving picture I noticed I pulled it up I saw it early this morning as I was doing my normal morning review of the news and I was struck when I came in here this morning I was getting it on the webpage and I can see the Miko side Right, and I could tell that she was looking at it like you know. Right, it reminds me of the the picture of the protests of Vietnam where they have the hippies in front of the armed soldiers and the girl is putting a flower down the barrel of that rifle. Right, <laughs> yeah, they got all the soldiers are lined up, and she's putting a flower down the barrel. Grace, I call this picture. I renamed it myself. <laughs> Please forgive me. I renamed it Grace Under Fire. 
That's nice, man. Nice. I like it. Because of the beauty of this woman, of her energy, her level of confidence, not conflict, almost peaceful, mm. spiritual light. So, you know, uh, without getting into a lot, do you know what city that was in? Man? I mean, if you don't, it's not a problem. It, it always makes a difference to have a backstory if it is, and you know, I, I think the picture speaks volumes. It doesn't matter what city. That's a that's a good one. Bitch. Tell you what, real quick, let's go to Facebook because I posted it on Facebook. Uh, I posted it on Facebook, uh, and and uh, here it is. It was from Jim Roberts. It's from Baton Rouge. That's oh, what I was looking Louisiana. for. All right, Jim Roberts on Twitter posted that, you guys. I posted it. Uh, again, I renamed it Grace Under Fire. <laughs> That's right. me. Right. Uh, but again, there's the posting. So, uh, Baton, Baton Rouge, Rouge, Louisiana. Okay. I've been to Baton Rouge. Many of us have. Yeah. We, we know what uh, Baton Rouge is like. Yeah. Uh, so, a yeah. lot of talk about this. I thought I would start off th- the morning... Because it's that type of morning. Uh, to give some, before we get deep into the talk, to give some of the other things that we have to. Then we're going to get right into a little bit of that discussion. We got the full show though today, right, Vic? Right. Yes, we do. Uh, we've got the hot picks. Yes. We've got new new sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miko's here, so we'll get her to give us a little bit of an update what's going on in her world okay uh a few announcements our summer season is in full swing at this point uh we're moving shows and things around upcoming things uh we're well into that and so the summer season's in full swing announcement number two we're giving up on blab yeah Vic and i after the recent experience the app is just performing too poorly you guys it's too irregular you can't delete mm-hmm. when you make a when it messes up. You can't even delete that or go find your way back right. to the right one. Just bad performance on the part of the app. We appreciate its performance, uh, but just so everybody knows. So the trashing iVictor, we're looking for a new way to do that. In the meantime, yeah. we switched to an iVictor rebroadcast. Yeah, and uh, then we're going to continue that. That's going to be uh, Wednesday, Wednesday nights, eight p.m. Eight p.m. Yeah. Uh, so the I Victor broadcast. Okay. Now the other thing that we're doing is Meerkat and Periscope uh, is an ongoing drama uh, based on what's their own business plans, regardless of how we use them. So Meerkat seems to be going be down. Periscope seems to be going up. Now I don't. I don't. Reason I pause. I don't like saying that stuff because Meerkat is the underdog, the outsider. Periscope is owned by Twitter. Right. So that's as big and as corporate. They're going to succeed if they decide they succeed. Right. They go, we have the money. When we say you're a success, you're a success. Because <laughs> you have the money. Yeah. <laughs> Learcat, you don't have the money. <laughs> and so you are subject to our definitions. Absolutely. So we're going to be working with both of them. You're going to see Victor and I, again, we're, we're assessing and evaluating our use of extreme social media. Okay, so now, that's good too. Hey, you guys, we're going to start reminding people, register now. Limited seating. 
for the Nils Free Pay-Per-View Concert. If you haven't, if you haven't registered, if you go to the homepage at packstereo.tv, right, if you go to the homepage at packstereo.tv, you can go right down the page. Just scroll on down. Scroll on down. Scroll on down. Right here. Neil's at Pack Stereo Live free pay-per-view concert. You got to register. Register for free. Okay? But uh, we're going to make that encouragement. Limited number of seats. So I'm going to tell people, get in there. Get in there today. Register for the free concert. The free pay-per-view. The beta experiment. That's part of what we're doing here at Pack Stereo. Neil's is part of that. We're working together. This is a free pay-per-view because it's our experiment. Yep. To give you good music and set up all the things and make sure that it's ready for you. In the future, like I said, we're going to be bringing some very, very extremely affordable concerts to you straight from the courtyard with the money going to support artists. Yep. I mean, really, we, there's ways to split this money more creatively, more fairly. There's ways that we can involve the artists as collaborators, co-promoters. See, it all depends on what the artists do. That's what we're working on now. But remember, July 30th, register now for that free event, Neil's Live at Pack Stereo TV. Okay? All right. Day. All right. Uh, we are streaming... To uh, Facebook, <laughs> look at that! It's in there. I can't get you the audio because it would definitely be a loop. But we are streaming. I've been getting people who've been, you know, how are you guys doing that, and why does yours look so good? <laughs> and I said, well, they like someone said to me. They said, hey, everybody else is like they they're going to Facebook with a phone, you know. And I said, that's cool, but you guys are coming to Facebook with the phone. I said, I know, right? I know. It's our hard work and money. <laughs> the software that we use, Wirecast, top of the line, added that feature. And so now, here at Paxtero TV, we're doing everything we can to give you the best quality of independent Internet television. So, uh, you know, it's been that kind of a thing. So, Mika, you over there in Facebook. Mm-hmm. I see you looking at it. Yeah. Trying to hide from the camera. No. Because she got her workout clothes. Yeah, I got her workout clothes. <laughs> All the way to the neck up. <laughs> neck up, yeah. Hey, it, it must different. be a little hot. Yeah. And as I speak for the men out there, feel free to unzip that a little bit if you should need to cool off. Oh, you're right. Got it, got it. Wow. Yeah, I know. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. You know, I never say, I never, you I know, don't. Only, I, I never happens, say just stuff. Just my skin underneath. <laughs> just my skin underneath. But I can see in the chat room, I said they're already like, Miko! Hey, Miko! Well. Okay. Miko, yeah, she's here. All right, so y'all, but, so we are looking at it and enjoying it. So we are there on Facebook. Let me get back to my visual aids. That, I like, that's, that's deep. Moving, huh? That's Moving, huh? Everybody's me. looking at it. Grace under fire. Wow. Take a look. So we're going to be talking about that today, you guys. We're going to give our personal perspectives. My topics for today, you guys. My news topics. Uh, part one. Ouch. Racism, death, reactions, remembering the week that was. Tempting always, which is the mantra here at Paxter TV, to give you a different way of, a different perspective on the tragedies that may help you to feel better. Uh, we're going to be looking at that. And then part two, because of the issues that are coming up, racial bias and inequality in health care, unequal treatment, 
I'm going to be giving you some of the facts that have been out there also on the download now that we're talking about racial bias mm. and how this affects you in healthcare, racial bias in healthcare. Okay. Now, with all that in mind, a difficult day, difficult week, and uh, I wanted to say no matter what we talk about this morning, no matter how difficult it may be at times, I want to remind everyone that we all have certain things in common. We all love someone who's a bigot. Mm. We all love someone who's a homophobe. I guarantee you, if you're honest, when you sit down at that Thanksgiving Day table, you well, you know that's Uncle Joe. You know he hates them gays. You know, but that's that's Uncle Joe. <laughs> we, we you know, we He's don't all pay right. him no mind. He's all right. So when the white yeah. folks have that. He's okay. Understand, because I'm going to unify us. Everybody loves somebody who's a bigot. Everybody black knows somebody black who's so mad at white folks. Whether the reasons are legitimate or not, we all know some black folks who hate white people. And Lord knows we have run into a bunch of white people that seem like they hate black people. Because every black person. I say that because in the context of what we do we want to move forward that can only happen if we recognize the things that are universal the things that are universal is that we all have somebody in our family at our dining room table who we love whose views are horrible and we love them we're not going to throw Auntie Joan Auntie Janice or, or Uncle Bob or whoever you got we're not going to throw people under the bus or any of that because we love them it may be your mother or father my father says terrible things about black people we know that and as part of that acknowledgement what we're going to attempt to do is move society further because the way that it actually moves further is through love you slowly convince your parents your uncle, your auntie that you feel differently about gays and blacks and you slowly as a black person let your black friends know they can't just speak hatred of racism of white folks like it's okay it's not okay when they do it it's not okay when you do it so we will have to do that because remember we all are in a juggling match that's right. what I'm saying I'm acknowledging this that's right. why we have to take a deep breath for many of us too our consciousness is being challenged we have to leave room for people to change Yep. There are many people who are bigoted in many areas, but when you have these experiences, God will affect you and change your perspective. You can hate black people and have an experience that makes you love black people from that point on. You can hate Mexicans. What I'm saying is that as we do this too, I'm going to ask you to allow room for people to change. Even if they try to change in front of you. There may be white folks who say to you, I never thought about that. You, I'm, I see it differently. I've had the, these discussions. One of my Jewish brothers who I love dearly, Alan, and I talk all the time. And he, I, he's told me many times, he says, you said things that affected my point of view. I never thought about it that way. 
Got to get your head right for this show because we're not about hatred. It's imperfect as I am, I believe in an almighty force and presence that is at least wanting us to move forward. So I am attempting to do my best in the best ways I know. I know none of us are perfect. I know we all have bigots and homophobes at our dining room table. And I know we have to work on the changes that we do from within. They have to be from within. Okay? All day, man. All right, so when we come back, first we're going to take a break, a little musical break, and then I'm going to give you a little happy time. (laughs) So first let's take a break. Kimber Nickel performed here at Pack Stereo TV. Had some issues with the audio. We're going to be making up for that. Sorry. Once again, these great transitions. And, you know, I'm very public and open about things. And I hate things that are less than perfect. So we're going to be working on doing that to see if we can get them back. But new equipment purchased here. New digital recording systems. Yes. Attempting to move forward. Take a look at Kimber Nichols, and then I'm going to bring you back for some happy time. And that's not the same happy time you had this morning in the shower. (laughs) Yeah, it's a little different. A little longer. (laughs) See you in a minute. Captivate 
Slideshow animation featuring the photography, the eye of Victor Allen. Miko sneaks some in there now, too. Gifted. Gifted. Yes. All right. Sight sound about heat. Hey, y'all. All right. Now, before we get into the difficult, I, I wouldn't got two happy times today because I felt like today you might need a little extra, just like Miko needs to probably plug her phone in because like her battery about to go dead. Uh, <laughs> well, I know y'all need two happy times, so I wouldn't found. It took me a while, but I wouldn't found what. Used to be one of Victor's favorite happy times. That's jacked up. Oh my god. That's jacked up, man. I have this no, was very special to Vic. I have a comment on this. <laughs> he always did. Yep. He's a friend of the monkey. <laughs> just wrong. Yeah, I can hear you, and they can too. Oh, no. Got something for you. Get my comment on Facebook, all right? Rick and Mortis sitting there. Wait, go ahead and start that other song. I got a little story to tell you. You know, I didn't do this by myself. No. It's always somebody behind the scenes that's always helping me, the unknown soldier, you know. For 33 years, I've rodeoed. And in 1962, a little boy was born, and his dream and his goal was to own a monkey. <laughs> this is my dream. It's just like all these prayers on the field. It's their dream to play baseball. And it's the love. You know, for me to do what I do going down the road and with these animals, they trust me and I trust them. This is how I got where I'm at today. But there's always a... Behind every good man, there's a good woman. And there's one sitting in that truck over there. And she's been the backbone to me. Y'all, I'm from Mississippi, and I want you to remember... We got a lot of problems down there. New Orleans. I want you to go home tonight and remember. Let's get this oil stopped. 
Say a little prayer for all of us. Amen. We're in this together. Thank y'all. God bless you as he's blessed me. Thank you for having me here. You're awesome. We're going to start down there where my truck's at, and I'm going to come all the way around. So if you didn't get a picture, I'm going to give you that chance to get that picture. God bless y'all, Illinois. That's right. You're the one. Happy Thank time. Thank you very much. Uh-uh. Happy time, everybody. That's just wrong. That's just wrong. No comment. Happy time. Hey, look. You know, I'm... What can we say? I'm not saying anything, man. <laughs> okay. I'm searching for my visual aids. I'm just wondering why a woman's still in the truck. Is it a trick that she's supporting him? No, she's smart. And sometimes it's best to support you from the truck. She's smart. Chester knows. Chester knows. So does Mac. <laughs> they say, support me she's from smart. the truck. The best thing that she ever did was stay in the truck. Okay. Now... For those who may not want to read my Facebook comment on this piece, I'll start watching it more often when they put the cowboy on the back of a rhino. And then I'll check him out and see if he can he can bang with it and say, hey, you know, my girl's in the truck. I'm on the back that of a rhino. rhino. That's kind of a lot of, lot of scrotal injury. Yeah, man. I'm just saying. All right. Well, I think it's time, you guys. Are you ready? I gave you happy time. Ladies and gentlemen, today, a rough day. Mac, serious as hell, mad on his show. It's time for the good news, the bad news, and the other shit. I told you it was going to be that kind of a show today. We know what's up. Everybody knows what's up. Uh, we're talking about the things that went down, remembering the week that was. You know, and I started off by showing this picture uh, I call Grace Under Fire. Because I know, having been here before, see, and I'm going to speak a lot to some of the older folks, because we've been here before. We've been here before. And so that invites a different perspective. Remembering the week that was. Why the struggle must continue despite the tragedies. And what now? You know, well, let's deal with that. For those of us who are old enough to remember the civil rights struggles, there's a very ironic kind of perspective to all of the things that happened because we kind of been here before. Now, because of that, a bunch of people are especially saddened and hurt because they hadn't thought about these things in a long time. They hadn't had these feelings in a long time. So those of us who are old enough to have experienced those things, there's a different perspective. New Gingrich came out in what I called a rare moment of clarity. <laughs> and I said, uh, let me go go to my Tumblr, Mario Hemsley Tumblr. MarioHemsley.tumblr.com, and you'll see some of these. New Gingrich came out in a rare moment of clarity and said, White Americans don't understand being black in America. That's Newt Gingrich. I said he had a rare moment of clarity. He must have taken his meds. 
Okay. <laughs> because he's going back and forth. He condemns Donald Trump that he wants to be his VP. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Y'all was like, whatever. You know, you are worst hoes in the world, these politicians. And I meant what I said, the worst hoes. I wanted to say whores, but that wouldn't have had the same impact. So Gingrich says that white Americans don't understand being black in America. 100% true. Those of us who have white friends and who have intimate discussions with them, I'm talking older ones, because I'm going to get to the young folks because they're different, thank God. We admit this to each other. When you love each other and you're from different races and cultures, you have to have some of these talks. Okay? So, you admit these things that you don't understand. And that's one of the things you learn to work on. It's having friends from different groups that allows you the inner workings to develop the compassion. That's what you find out. So when you black and you have white friends, and it's funny how it it occurred to me that my friends that are white, I don't never think of them as white people <laughs> for some reason. See, this is what you do. And I'm sure white people do this too. If they have a black friend, they don't really think of them as black. When they say it, it doesn't sound the same, see? But we do that too. It's human nature. When you think of your friends that are not black, you don't define them first by their color. My white friend, Laura. <laughs> you know, you don't do stuff like that. And, and white folks don't do that either. Most of us stick within the groups that we have and we don't understand it. With the youth, it's a little bit better. Why? Because they shared things. If you're my age and I just turned 60, you didn't share anything. You didn't share any. The first thing I ever saw Sorta was the music that the that 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 soul quote unquote soul music Motown formed a bridge. This whole issue of living together is not that long in the makings, and so the weekend has occurred, and there's a perspective by which we look at it. Again, I look at it differently than most because I see these as being the price you pay for progress. This is progress. People say, Mario, there are people who call me a Mario. It's worse than before. I said, no, it's not. Oh, yes, it is. There's so much. I said, you know why it's not worse? I give you a bunch of reasons. It's not worse, one, because you're hearing about it. When I was 13, 14, police killing a black man was not news. You could not complain. If you went down to the police station, they would kick your ass. You would end up getting jacked, going to the police to complain about the police when I was 13. So when I was 13, no one cared. It wasn't news. Racism was not news, you guys. See, this is what I said you don't understand being black. I'm 60 now, so I'm going to give you a little history that most of you don't understand because the culture has changed. When I was 13, no one cared. Police jack people all the time. When I grew up, before I could drive the family car, my mother drilled me about how to perform with the police. Because the police, every black man my age has a police story. Oh. Now, see, now here's the thing. My white friends used to tell me, Mario, you exaggerate. You really exaggerate. It can't be that bad. 
Now do you feel like I'm exaggerating? I never have to have that argument again in life. All white folks, pay attention. So we weren't exaggerating, right? Wake your mama up. Wake your daddy up. Go get grandpa. Police been killing black folks a long time. They were the Klan. The police were the Klan. Everywhere where there was the Klan, the police were the Klan. This is America. Don't act like it didn't exist. Wake up, America. Wake up your mama. Wake up your daddy. This is what happened. This is the way it was. Okay, I knew where I could drive. And if I drove into Inglewood, which was at that time was the line, where the white folks were trying to hold on, they didn't want black folks in there, I knew I could get two blocks past a certain point on La Brea, and we were going to get stopped. Mm. And cops back then just told us how they taught you. They said, you you know you don't supposed to be over here, right? What? That's the way they, did they how did they talk to you? Did they tell oh, this? They said, to your faith. Right. See, this is like the way police have talked to me. Yeah. You, you know, want another quote from a policeman to me? You know we're not here to serve you, nigga. Ooh, oh. Right? You know that, right? Police used to stop us. I remember one night we were walking to a party. This is how young we were. Because we couldn't even drive. Walked into a party, all dressed up. Police stopped us, made us lay on the ground in our party clothes. Mm -hmm. Just stood around, had a cigarette. Then they said, okay, you can go. We said, what did you say? Then they said, you got a problem? Oh. So we got up and dusted off all our shit. Now, how the hell you going to go party now? This is my relationship, so please don't act like the police. I'm a 60-year-old black man. I'm sorry to say that I don't feel like the police have ever protected me. They were the occupying army. Oh, God. That's what, so this is all because, and I'm not saying this to make you hate police today. I'm not. I'm giving you the past to understand the problems of the present. The Black Panther Party, which you're going to hear people talk about, cop killers and all that, formed to protect black people from the police. Thank you for that, Mario. They formed to protect black people from the police. The police were killing so many black people that black people got together and said, we're going to follow the police. Hmm. Now, so this hand of fist to me doesn't mean what it means to you. Remember, what was so amazing in racism was when the racists were kicking your ass, they didn't want you to complain. What? <laughs> you were supposed to act like it was okay. No. Don't, you ain't supposed to act like you mad because they're kicking your ass. So this is what the police did. I'm just telling you where it was. So this is the way it always was. So the story that I revealed to people is my history because I'm preaching love today but I want you to understand because to me black folks in America are the most forgiving people in the world. I will say that again. African Americans are the most forgiving people in the world and the reason why white Americans don't know that because they've never appreciate the ass whipping they've been giving people. They won't say genocide about the Native Americans. They won't say genocide. We don't have honesty in this country. There's no honesty. If we have honesty, we can move forward. Say genocide about the Native Americans, because that's what you did. And we can move forward. 
But you have to have truth. And it's not truth. That's why I had to tell people my story. I was in LA's first busing program. The first one. They weren't calling it for desegregation. It's just that the black schools were so overcrowded, we had like 40 kids in the class. 30 plus in every class. Audubon Junior High. Right down the hill. You document it. So they were going to bus us for overcrowding, even though it was only the black schools that was overcrowded. <laughs> the white schools, well, it seemed like they had plenty of room. <laughs> I don't know why. It certainly wasn't racism. <laughs> Anyway, so I was one of those black kids on the bus that rolls up to the school with the white parents out there with the placards, we don't want you, go oh, home. Oh my God. I'm one of the little black kids that had to walk past them into school. Not one oh day. God. Not two days. Every day? Bunch of days. I was the little black kid in the classroom that the teachers ignored. So when I raised my hand in that same school, they ignored me. Amazing to me, even to this day, the mind games that adults will attempt to play with a child. Oh, my God. Yeah. These, wherever these assholes are, because there were some good teachers, but there were some real asshole teachers who were willing to play mind games with a child in a classroom. Think what kind of an asshole you got to be to do that. Absolutely. Mario, uh, may I comment on that? And as regards to what you just said about the mind games that adults would play with children, my sister uh, went to Russell Elementary and there was a teacher who was Caucasian that came in there as a substitute from West L.A. And she wanted the kids to identify crayon colors in regards to their skin tone. And my sister got upset because the teacher told her, pick the crayon color that you're that you are related to and so she picked up the brown one because her skin complexion is brown and the teacher said no she gave her the black one so she actually went home told her that he went up there and complained to the principal why is this lady here teaching these children this type of stuff when that's not on the curriculum or the agenda Which so she ended up being fired well see and again that shows you the progress right because in my day, you didn't get fired for that. That was just what was. Would you have? They would say, "What did you have a problem that they said? They say something that wasn't true." If a teacher said, "Like niggas ain't shit," you wanted to complain. They would be like, "Is are, are niggas not charges?" You know, it's almost like where, what's, where's the problem here? They, see, they, hey, it's just like we. All of these were the racisms of the time. I wanted to give you that history because this is what occurred. And this is the way it did because again the America that I don't that I know. So my senior year in high school, I wanted a BB gun. Now my mother said, you know, knowing me, my mother said, absolutely not. No way are you to have a BB gun. So me being the person that I am, I snuck got an older boy in the neighborhood to buy the BB gun and I had the BB gun now my buddies got their BB guns too there's a little place around the corner a little reservoir with a little wall that you could step over we would go in there and shoot tin cans and bottles now because of our mother's training we took a broom and a bag <laughs> and cleaned up after ourselves 
So about the third or fourth time we was around there shooting the tin cans of the bottles. All of a sudden we heard police, don't move! Hold up! We like, it's BB guns, it's BB guns! And they said, shut up! So they came over there, police came in, we just froze. They came in, saw the BB guns are, and that's when this shit started. So the first thing the, 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 the cop did is walk up to me and put a shotgun in my face. Now, if you've never had an angry police officer stick a shotgun in your face, you haven't lived. I was 16. This close to my face. And you know what he said to me? Give me a reason, nigga. Oh, God. Give me a reason, nigga. All day. That's what they were doing. You, I did not move. Why would you? He said, get over there by that car. And when I went to move to the car, since I didn't move fast enough to him, that's why I got to feel, I got to feel what it gets to hit in the back with a policeman's nightstick. I guess since I was the biggest, they wanted, you know, to make me the example, kind of. So, I got... Then they had you do this thing. You don't see this anymore. They have you lean on the side of the car like this for so long that you... And this is young. I'm young. So long that your knee, you dragging. Right. Stand up, get up, get up. And they come over there and hit you again. Then they locked us up. This is for a BB gun that they saw was BB guns. Mm -hmm. They locked us up. They put the handcuffs on. And back in the day, they would leave the locks off so they got tighter and tighter. So by the time you got down to the station, everybody was cut into their wrists. Right. Oh, my God. And then they drove you around while talking shit for a while. Niggas don't need to live this good. Niggas don't need to live this good. They took us to the jail. This is for a BB gun. BB gun. And you can prove it because I got a record. They took us to jail, put us in jail for the BB gun. So we sitting in there and we wondered how long we gonna be in the Oh my god. In the cell. We in the cell. There's some there's some gang banging looking dude over there and he done taken all the mats from the bed and piled them up and he and ain't nobody gonna ask him for shit. Oh hell no. They asked we ain't asked him for oh, no, shit. Don't, don't we, we ain't even asked. Uh uh-uh. uh. Mm-hmm. We in there, we sixteen, okay? I'm in jail. I'm in jail. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, so finally after about three hours or so, they said, oh, you're some people came to get you out. Oh, no. They taught you like you're a dog. I go out there and my mother, you remember who told me not to have a BB gun? It's so prophetic. My mother's bent over a table signing papers. So I walk up behind her and just kind of stand there. My mother signs the papers. She stands up, kind of halfway catches a look at me and turns and walks out the door. <laughs> So I go running behind her. So my mother walks to the car. She opens the door. She gets in the car. I open the other door, jump in the other seat in the front. She starts the engine and she drives. She don't say shit to me. She don't look at me. <laughs> no reason, man. She don't say shit to no. me. You don't deserve the Get look. to the house. <laughs> my mother gets out the car, goes in the house, goes up to her room and shuts the door. <laughs> Mm-hmm. She ain't said shit to me. Mm-hmm. And my brother's like, Dad said for you to come over when you get it back, whatever time it was. So now I had that guy be driven with my brother over to my father's house. My parents are divorced. Just live in the same neighborhood. 
Thank God my father bought all his wives' houses in the same neighborhood. Another story. To me on my father's house, he gave me a speech about letting people take advantage of me. So now when I went to school, in my history class, we had the officer in the classroom the whole week. Wonderful officer. Nicest officer. And I gave him hell. I told the whole class. I said, all y'all know me, white friends here in my class. You know me. You've been going to school with me. Is there anything about me that would ever mean I needed to get my ass kicked by some cops? My teacher got mad. All my classmates were, they didn't want to believe it. The cop was in the class. I didn't know what to say. I said, I'm not blaming you, Officer Jones. That's why you're on this assignment. You're on this assignment because you're good to talk to high school kids. Your partner's out there kicking black people's ass. Oh. So that's my perspective. Every black man I know, I got policemen who can tell you I got family in law enforcement. My auntie was the warden of the tombs in New York. New name for it now. I don't know. It's a maximum security prison. I got nothing but family in law enforcement. They can tell you. People, black folks in law enforcement, it's amazing. Most of them just don't deal with it again. It's, you know, racism. So, my point being, if we're going to move forward, what we have to do is have understanding. The understanding is that white Americans don't understand being black in America. And believe me, even though I don't think black Americans understanding white, we've been trained on your culture <laughs> and drilled. I used to tell my white friends, you want to have a contest you don't know more about who? I know everything about white people. They made me learn it. <laughs> and then they gave us the same bullshit to learn about black people. That's why you don't know nothing. Okay, so there we go. That's why, so in order to move this all forward, right, we have to come to understand each other and respect each other. And this is why when Donald Trump says things like Mexicans are racist, build a wall, that's why he sounds like Adolf Hitler to me. <laughs> See, because this is what's going to happen. If you built a wall, you would turn around one day and realize you had locked all the evil motherfuckers in there with you. <laughs> Watch me. Okay? People don't understand it. We, that's what it's going to take to move forward. Now, in saying all that, the what's going to help you is cling to the people you love. See, at my Christmas day celebration there are Jews because there are Jews in my family and we celebrate the Jewish holidays and we celebrate the Christian holidays because we are family there are Mexicans in my family Mexicans and Jews I tell people even though I have issues with the Israeli government I have Jews in my family do you understand I can support the Palestinian cause because the politics are separate from the people. The problem with all of these things is people use these issues as reasons for the racism. People hate the Israeli government, so they so then they become anti-Semitic and hate Jews. People are mad at certain groups of black people, therefore we all become that. Black folks have to always make the difference 
clear to themselves who are the cool white people. Therefore, we are guilty in many instances of bigotry ourselves. But again, I'm not defending it. I'm just saying, understand being black in America and understanding that part of being black is when you enter any white environment, you need to be cool, chill, and find out who the white people are who don't hate you. That still exists. <laughs> Am I lying or not? Because when you get fired for not being a team player, do you know what that meant? That's why they chose Jackie Robinson. Please don't get me on this because that's another old, I got a whole Jackie Robinson issue. People know that. We get to that on a different day and a different time. But I'm saying he was chosen because he was the black man who could take the bullshit off the white people. That's why he was chosen. Watch the movie. They're saying that. And, and, and I can tell you that in medicine, it was the same way. So, moving forward, I just wanted, the first part was, what do we need to move forward? We need to take a moment to try to understand the other person. Side. We need to try to embrace. One thing I will say this. Thank God for the young people. They are more together than we ever had. So people say, Mario, it's worse. It's not worse. Look at how the young folks are coming together behind these issues. They don't have the same prejudices that we do. They don't cling to race in the same way either, though. So they're not going to claim their, their racial identity. They're not into the black thing or the white thing. That's what gets lost. They're into, they're into hip-hop. They're, they're people thing. <laughs> right. People. And as much as some people get go crazy because their kids don't want to do this part of it, as much as we don't, it's progress. The price of progress is people don't racial identify. You know what a one, I got to tell you a vulgar quote from a young white person that I like <laughs> dearly who once told me, Mario, I just want us to all fuck each other into one color. Ooh. <laughs> wow. Well, that seems to be, that seems to See, that's the young folks. be a I'm thing sorry. that's happening. I know that's crazy, yeah. but that's young folks it, for but you. It's, that's it's young happening. folks for you. And I just had to smile at him. I just smile. What do you say? Uh, okay. Issue for the day, which we're going to follow up next week, I just want to make you aware because it's very important take a look at my link about unequal treatment confronting racial and ethnic disparities in healthcare I posted this because this is very important I guess now would be the time to raise this I was part of this I was part of Kaiser Permanente's diversity program now as a black man of the 60's when selected to be as many of these things as I was I was always somewhat cynical I was like, why are we doing this? Why are we having a diversity program? All of a sudden, every business and all the medical things are having diversity programs. You go like, why? I said, well, let me get, I'm just a child of the 60s. What, y'all woke up today, decided you love black people? Really? I don't think so. <laughs> There's something behind this. So I went and did some research on my own mm. and found out that tucked away, very carefully was a huge study that was done by the National Institute of Health. That's not a liberal organization. <laughs> okay. The National Institute of Health, people have been lobbying them for years to do studies on racial bias in medicine. Now, studies have been done about bias for uninsured people. 
broke people. But no one had done studies on bias for people who are paying for the same health care amongst the major carriers. The same that you pay for Blue Cross, Blue Shield, mm-hmm. the same money you pay. Now, this study that was lobbied for for years and years by a lot of very dedicated people was finally done and a report was put out. As part of the report, and I will quote them, it's not that we were surprised by bias. We were absolutely shocked by the breadth and depth of pure evidence. Now let me tell you why. When they invented the electronic medical record, it came after electronic billing. Part of the electronic medical record allows you to now keep more accurate charts and also bill more specifically, more effectively. One day, someone decided to take the billing information and the electronic medical record information and cross that with searches relative to race. Now you can search Dr. Jones and see what percentage of patients he had were what race as they self-identify. Now you could actually throw in other variables. Who was he referring for heart surgery? What they found when they started taking the electronic medical record. Tell it, Mario, tell it. (laughs) And their billing. Mm. And throwing in race that they had the most effective documentation of racial bias in the history of mankind. They said it was everywhere they looked. Absolutely everywhere. These are conservative white folks. They were shocked. Go read it. I own it. I was actually asked to give two talks on this. Where I had to explain to other doctors. You, I had to tell other doctors that right now, because of the electronic medical record of billing, they can pull your file and check on you and see how you were treating all your black patients. Were you referring them the same? Were they getting the same follow-ups? As my father would have said, you could have heard a rat piss on cotton. Oh, oh. That's how quiet it was there. It was quiet. <laughs> so go take a look. We'll talk about it next week. Unequal treatment, confronting racial, and to their credit, Kaiser Permanente was the first one to confront this head on. Whoa. Really? But, yeah. They were the first one, and they've been the most proactive. Now, let me tell you partly why. Right, As I, was saying, I don't want to quote people. Because they have the best medical record in the first, right? Remember, everybody who's got medical record, right? Everybody's got billing. Everybody has data, right? Absolutely everyone. Mm-hmm. Some people are hiding theirs, and some people are doing something about it. Same thing like the U.S. military, why they're the most integrated business in the world. Because they know, they look at the data. The data told them, you got transgender and gay people in your service right now. You wonder how many? Oh, they See, they're really, they're, the military kind of blunt. They, they looked at the numbers of how many gays they had already in the military. They, they've dealt the same way they deal with the black folks. When the handwriting was on the wall, they said, well, we got to do this because we got a job to do. That's 
they had a job to do. That's why they are the most integrated business. More women at every level than any other business in the world, as far as I know. Mario, someone on Facebook asks, I already know what your background is. Apparently they don't know, but they're from Senegal and they want to know what qualify you to talk about this as a as a source of information. I spent I did four years of undergrad at Howard University. I graduated magna cum laude. That's right. I've who's who in America. I wrote the senior class song. I was Phi Beta Kappa. Okay, I wrote for two of the school papers. I started my own fraternity, fraternity we called it because we had women feel a better thigh. Amen. I then went to USC Medical School where I graduated on time and became a resident at L.A. County USC Medical Center where I eventually became chief resident, had a faculty position where I ran the pediatric ICU, 24 on and 24 off. He said, salute my brother. <laughs> he didn't know. And then I went and practiced know. in Compton in a Medi-Cal practice where they paid me $13 a patient visit and dogged me the hell out in my Medi-Cal practice before I returned to Kaiser where I called looking for moonlighting and one of my former professors called me back at home and offered me a job when they weren't hiring because they knew me but I have been a rebel too but on the other hand I know how to play that role so that's the racism there always was racism there was always racism that's the way I came from medicine he said thank you he said he didn't know that he said big ups to you Mario he said that's good that you let everybody know because the perception is one thing but when you speak on it and you're talking I from did your heart, this you guys he, he's like yeah I did this stuff because I so resented looking like a doctor I wanted you to look at me and from the first second knew that know that I'm outside the box I so resented looking like Joe Blow, you know, preppy doctor. I hated playing all them roles, but I sure know how to do them. I sure know how to do them. And got my appointments. It's there. It's proof. It's already, I spent 30 years doing emergency. I can tell you about bias in medicine. One of my colleagues once asked me, Mar, have you experienced racism in medicine? I said, are you kidding? Every step along the way. Are you kidding? And what have I seen? When I was at L.A. County, they treated Mexicans like dogs. You talk about people dying. That was straight-up racism. What motivated me as a medical student was that they treated my patients so badly that I decided to stay around afterward just to talk to them because I didn't know how to do shit for them. So I went around and talked to them about what they were in the hospital for. Because that's all I had. And I had to do something. That's why I started speaking Spanish. I got a D in Spanish in high school. But when I looked at those people suffering and I couldn't explain, I'm sorry. There's a part of it, Ma, you have to do better then. 
you have got to do something. There was no one to complain to. What am I going to do? Complain to County Hospital how they treat Mexicans when the whole damn world knew how you treated Mexicans? Run to who? You know what I could do? I could go see Miss Jimenez and talk to her and talk to her family after everybody left and try to explain things the best thing I, way I could in the Spanish that I could muster. That's what I could do. The talk today, we move forward now. Again, the context. Understanding black Americans. The reason you need to, I needed to do this because to talk about what we do, you needed to understand who we were, why we did it, or else you wouldn't want to hear from me. I didn't even want to do this shit, believe me. I was dreading it. But else, how am I going to... It's a responsibility, right? I ask Vic all the time. Are we supposed to do stuff? Are we supposed to stand for something? Are we just supposed to be here and play music? No. What the hell are we doing? And why are we doing it? And if we aren't doing some of this for something that's relevant, it doesn't mean anything. I'm Mario Hemsley. That's the good news. That's the bad news. That's the other shit. <laughs> Sometimes it's real. Sorry, y'all. No, you're all right, Mario. A lot of people are chiming in. We still got some stuff. The show may be going a little long. But remember, I told you I'd have some happy time. <laughs> Y'all say, Marl, you listen, Ooh. when you do shit like this, you need some happy time, right? Ooh, yes. So here's some happy time. Mr. Trololo! Trololo! Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy 
This song is in the other one. Gotta be fast and be key. Mom might be fast. Over Where for the class? little Christmas, uh, what you call it, uh, the little cartoons where it's the puppets, <laughs> um, what is it, the snowman? You seem like a voiceover for that. Where did you pull that from? Oh my god, because people that's like, Mr. Trollolo. Who is that? And you know what, what you guys, there's a 10 minute version of that. God. I posted on Facebook. If you want to annoy somebody, send them that one. Lord. There's a 10 minute version of Mr. Trollolo. That's wrong. Oh my God. I like when he goes, Ay. That's wrong. Corizo on uh, Meerkat said that guy looks spooky. See? Right. He, looks he, like does. A, 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 well, he got the plastic hair. No, his mouth was the, pla- was the plastic That's what he like when they start getting the torture stuff out in Saw. Start sharpening the knives. Oh, God. Oh, God. Little extra, L- yeah. Little extra. It's a good one, though. Hey, it put us in a happy mode, good, because Mario dropped everybody on their forehead not too long ago. But it was truth, and truth hurts, and truth has set you free. Well, we got to. So. We have stuff to do. I'm still trying to give a little moment now. Okay. The setup, because one thing about Vic, you know, he's got the sports and the hot picks. We know that's going to be good, and the sports is coming up. But there's another piece we love to do for you. Because in order to get the transition in the right way, we got to, you know, use a little music. So, music, we feel, is is the one thing that'll do it. So, Miko, we're going to play a Love Shadow song before we do the sports. So, the question is, if we do a Love Shadow, which one should we do? Crazy Love, which we always play. Back to me. Act cool, cause it seems to no, it fits what's going on now. All right, here we go. We'll be right back after this for some new new sports, some hot picks. What's happening, chat room? Regret my big sin 
Are you ready for some sports? Mm-hmm. Y'all ready for some sports? Because yes. I have some we very sporty some sports. visual aids ready for you. Mm-hmm. You ready? Yes. Come on. Oh! Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time. That time every week for Victor Allen's unique fan base view of sports. It's New New Sports. Written, directed, produced by Victor Allen. That's right, the ball-headed black man. One that the ladies have nicknamed Sexual Chocolate. Rub his head and make a wish. You can have one too. Here we go. Here's the man. Here's Victor. Bunch. Bunch. Yeah. Athletic shit. Yeah. I don't even know if I want to switch the camera to me with all that. <laughs> hey, all that extra screen. What's the screen? I love for, it man? when he does it. I really do. <laughs> you, oh, you enjoy the I screen. I love when Mario do the, uh, uh, yeah, ah, uh, sports, yeah. Gotta wear your underwear real tight. That's the key. Get it real I love it. Uh, you. <laughs> he's like extra dot com without the dot. Hey, you know, it, he's, it, but it's good though. It, it's, it's a lot of extra. <laughs> <laughs> but he's in a good mood, so I'm happy. Yeah. So what we got? Yeah. Well, I, I don't think I can compete with the, the first kind of hour of the show. Man. Different wavelength, you guys. So Ooh. if you if you're looking for somebody to sit back and check your groin muscles, that's not going to happen here. This oh shit! I would have dressed differently. <laughs> <laughs> Damn! All right, I'm just saying. All right, all right. Look, oh, everybody has to do a, a check me one once in a while. I'm doing a check me. Look. um... It's a different time of the year, and I'm kind of evolving into what I call the Olympians. And it harkens back to something that I heard maybe about 30 years ago. Mm. Now, there's a lot of news 
as it relates to the NBA. But until they're on the court, I could talk about that a little bit later. Mm-hmm. What I heard back in the day, and I remember I was staying in Culver City. I was watching this report, and I follow track and field a lot. And, and at the time, they said, you will find that the women's competitiveness and that they will become closer and closer, more faster in their evolution than men. And I said, now, how are they going to do that? Because, you know, talking about the muscularity, the definition of the human body versus male, female, I'm not into the uh, condition of understanding the medical or by the, the physio- physiological makeup. I just said, okay, he's talking. Over the weekend, we had the U.S. Olympians take stage in the trials. And I can tell you this right offhand. When... Did you ever think that a 16-year-old could compete in the Olympics in the fastest sprints or mostly in the sprint events? You would not like think about that. You know, you would actually stop and go, they got to go through college, they got to go through some special sports club, they got to get hooked up with some professional former sprinters to develop them. Well, and and go ahead, Mark. Go ahead. And that's amazing. Let me tell you the other amazing physical thing. That's such a physical, musculoskeletal kind of dominant at that age. That's right. You see, usually you have to be older because as you're maturing, there's a specific hormonal effect on your muscles and everything. So for her to have that means that it bodes well. Right. Because like you said, it's that's a different sport. Oh, You're talking yeah. about sprints where it's a sport about muscles. muscles. You don't have enough muscle development usually at 16 no. to even compete. No. So she got that kind of muscles right. at 16. Right. The Williams sisters might have the <laughs> right. competitor. <laughs> right, right. Because and, that's phenomenal. It, I didn't know about that because I watched uh, the sprints. And, and before I even get there, the most popular uh, sport at the time because it was prime time showing. I have to go give props to this group first because my whole theme about new, new, new sports today is to salute the accomplishments. I'm not coming in here to necessarily go in and say, what's your opinion about this? It's more recognition. And I was watching the gymnastics uh, competition to pick the, the five that's going to go in and represent the U.S. Specifically, we're talking about uh, Gabby, Allie, Simone, Madison, and Lori. Now, if you haven't been following this, what got me and what struck me, because gymnastics usually gets a pass because they start them so young. So it's not necessarily, we take it for granted that all of a sudden these women are at their best at 15, 16, or what have you. But Lori Hernandez, if you look at this picture, to the far right is 16 years old. And turned out to be behind Simone Biles, who was the world number one ranked clear. Nobody's even close. Lori, 16, came in in overall performance number two. 16. Wow. This what are y'all the, eating? It's that chicken. It's that chicken. I told him don't eat that damn chicken. I'm saying. I'm saying. Oh. <laughs> so, yes. I'm going to give props right now to to the five. Gabby made it. She, she It was tough. But I'm not going to get all into the specifics of it because I'm doing what they call the salute. So I'm going to move on to, to the next frame. 
congratulations lady the gymnastics they're favored to be the number one team going into Rio let me get over to who I call a woman of what they will call a different a different marching order we're looking at Gabrielle Thomas she goes to Harvard okay <laughs> she goes to Harvard she missed being on the team by coming in sixth place because they take the top three in the 100 meters and 200 meters Ivy Leaguer sitting back representing Harvard coming in and when you hear her speak she is so humbled just the idea that she gets to look forward to doing this again <laughs> okay now let me tell you the difference and why I'm recognizing the females for what they're doing wasn't there a time when we looked at women in track and field and they had the um, a more harder look and we used to sit there and say you know did she she's well Mar, what are you making that face for man <laughs> why are you making the face <laughs> all right so i'm just saying there was a time when we took for granted that flojo was one in a million My girl. okay one in a million that chicken right now I'm saying congratulations because you can be athletically gifted and also have that mentality of higher education. Gabrielle, three, I mean, the race was so close for her mm, to get in. I, I couldn't wait to celebrate if she made it. She wasn't favored to get in the top three. Look at the kind of physical specimens they are. Though. They've been training for a while. I hope Absolutely. they're not taking any PEDs. Yeah, no, uh, no, oh. no, 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 no. Oh. But it doesn't. No, not happening. And if they are, it, and you know, and they're just fault. to think where they are in their development, yes. and dealing with all the other social pressures. Absolutely, you know, to be an athlete on this mm -hmm. level, you know, you know, coming out, you really are have to be focused in a way that's so different from your peers. Yes, yes, they mentioned that on TV. That's hard for all those athletes. Yes. You know, they got to be healthy, watching what they do, absolutely, putting their bodies, you know, their substance, all of that. That's right. Now, let me get to what I call the moment of what they call in track and field the hardest race to run. It's the 400 meters intermediate hurdles. When you're 16 and you make the team and you're a simple little cutie with their little backpack, with their little shoes, and you go watch Sydney McCaughlin run. You will never guess that she's 16. Mm. What blows me away, she made the team in the hardest sport. So she, she actually... Is rough. And she goes to Union Catholic Regional High School. That so guy school? Yeah, I saw that. But it was too late for me <laughs> up here. It was too, too... You know what? I would give you a, the finger, but I am. I'll give you thumbs oh, up. I said thumbs hey. up. I wow. said thumbs up. Look at my finger. When people give me the finger, I always say, now, that's either two things, your sperm count or your <laughs> IQ. See, I knew okay, it. moving on. I knew it. I knew it. Moving on. So what <laughs> see, about her? The, the, no, <laughs> see, he's, thank you, Miko. Thank you for that transition. What she has done by qualifying, <laughs> by qualifying in the hardest and most difficult sport, I would tell all of you, go watch her run. And, and, and envision that she is in the most difficult sport. She came in third. Everybody was watching. She's 16. Like you said, Mario, when does the muscularity count in the natural talent rules? Not only did she win uh, by coming in and qualifying for the team, she ran her fastest time to qualify for the team wow, at the right time. To to colleges yeah. must be all over her because, like I said, to do the and they know their numbers. When you hit a certain number, yes, then they know where you rank now worldwide. Your Absolutely. coaches know. 
going so, after. And then to be that way in high school, uh, again, wow, what an accomplishment, Vic. And yes. to recognize that they, mo- if, assuming no injury, whatever, they have the potential no. to do be- way better. Absolutely. They haven't even got near peaking. Thank you. That is exactly physically. The, they're gonna be. It's gonna be years before yes. they will be physically peaking. Absolutely, right. That's what they were talking about on the news about this young lady here. Yeah, I mean, compared to what we see in other people, yes. you know, most ladies they probably haven't hit their period yet. Yes. <laughs> and if you want to see the picture of the team that she's on, you can scroll down. These are the yeah. three young ladies who are going in, and unfortunately, the look fake, at that lean weight. Look at that lean. All Lord. of them. Beautiful. Lean. Lord, look at them abs. Lord. (laughs) Oh, they work out. And you know what? Again, this is where we like to talk about the positive sides of athletics. When you don't do it the wrong way, you you try to be balanced. I bet you. I bet you these young ladies are doing well in the classroom. Oh, yeah. Oh, they are. Absolutely. See, this is what's different. You can tell, you know, and at least, wow, the the pictures show such poise. Yes. You know, it's hard not to be inspired by. (laughs) That's what you want to see from your youth. And and, and props to Dalila Muhammad and Ashley Spencer. They are on the team. And you look at uh, Sydney. you, You just have to stop. If they've never told you, her age and her background, you say, oh, yeah, she just she's just one of the runners. But what it's telling me is it's the development now. And because of what they're bringing to training, the ladies are inspired. And the other part about this, they're beautiful. And I'm not trying to say that just to say, oh, the other women were not. It's the idea that you can't put people in a group. And I'm going to prove that point in a late, when we come up to a later reference here. So let's go on and scroll down. I want to take you to the next uh, moment here because they said, you know, age is just a thing. But when all of a sudden you're going to your fifth Olympics and you're running the 5,000 meters, something almost equivalent to three miles. Your and you're fifth four, Olympics? Fifth, and you're 41 That's years old. My age. <laughs> my age. Bernard Lagat won the championship trials in the 5,000 meters at 41. He, he was sure rolling did. on the track. He couldn't believe that he did it. He's twice the age of Boy, Boy, that's a message for all of us, huh? Right. Mm. So youth rules, right? It's mind and body. Take a look. Fifth Olympics. So I guess he don't have no ED issue. (laughs) (laughs) I guess it's how you take care of yourself. (laughs) Wait a minute. (laughs) Wait a minute. That's how you can take care of yourself. Look at Vic. What's his nickname? Voodoo? People think he don't age. Less to take care of. Why? Why am I voodoo? I don't know, but that's what your old crew call you, right? Is that? I a, never. You got all these names you call. No, 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 no. Some of the women on his post called him that, and they oh, said he, he's like voodoo. Uh, uh-uh, that he never ages. Those are Miko names. And that's Miko's, back from your modeling, age, uh, modeling days to your dancing days to now, right? Uh, yeah, I, oh, okay. they called him Taliban. <laughs> That's wow, I heard that too. Johnny, Johnny Quest. <laughs> you call him Johnny Quest. Johnny Quest. I heard that too. Johnny Quest. Let's okay, look at Johnny going, Quest. That's a good one. All right, you guys. <laughs> okay. Taking you to the next here. All of this somewhat got lost in Wimbledon. And I got to give it to, of course, the Brits. They take the men's crown. Get it. And Andy Murray. Did now, Roy let me, May. now let me say it. Let me say this. this right, right. He defeated uh, Milos <laughs> Raonic from Canada, but what, what everybody laughed at is when he gave a comment. You know, all the time your competition when you're giving comments about who 
and how well they were. He says he's a hard competitor. He did this. He works hard. He does this. And he's well-mannered. Everybody start laughing. As many that, of it. <laughs> he's well-mannered. Iron public. <laughs> wait a minute. I just sat there and said, wait a minute. He's well-mannered, huh? I, I just never thought of that as a part of your competition. I thought you tried to beat his ass. I didn't care whether he's well-mannered or not. But take it for what it may, may be. It's a higher level of consideration about how you should handle your manners. Mari, would you say that's very important with your competitors, that they should be well-mannered? Certainly, because that's the way we are here at Pack Stereo. We like to take the lead in both being proper Using only the King's English. <laughs> Never using words like shit. <laughs> See, there you go. Never using the dreaded F word. There you go. Or the MF word. None of those here at Pack Stereo. <laughs> but we all <laughs> speak in kindness. And we essentially love everyone. We even sleep in the wet spot. Yeah, See, there we go. Uh, I'm not helping. <laughs> You're not just going to say quiet. anything. You're He's done. not so dedicated. Hey, but hey, you know, congratulations to Andy. His second Wimbledon championship title, so right. it's good. All but right. lost in the mix as we scroll down, the one who tied the all-time record, Serena. She wins Yay. her 22nd, 22nd slam. She wins Wimbledon. Yes. But based on all the stories over the weekend, all these other moments, she almost takes a backstory. Not necessarily the story that was hyped as much because there's so many others going down. If you roll down even more, later that day she had to come and compete with her sister in the doubles, which they won as well. They're 14. They sure so at this point, she is the oldest to win Serena, her uh, women's single title. So she is she's trailblazing. And here's my question to you, Mario and Miko. How long do you think before she retires? Three well, I think years. you have to have somebody come up that can beat you, and that makes you, you know, or you start to really question the routine of the training. Okay. And so far, she seems to have done well, despite some health scares. Yes. And she's better. So that's a level of discipline that's right. a special level. Right. You know, so you got to give it to home, homie. I would say you play until somebody comes along so they can beat you. So Yeah. Okay, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead uh, Miko. I'd say three more years. So she roughly, because she's right now, what, about 34? Uh, no, she's 35 35? or 36. Okay. But, so yeah, about three more years. You say three more years. Um, How many more titles? However many she can get. No, no, if you had to project, because there's four major titles per year. So if she if you go three years, will she win maybe twelve? You oh okay, you going way up. You there. know it's interesting enough for most people. Physically, you hit a point, and it seems to be fairly definitive in a sense. Right. So I think we'll know, but she doesn't seem to have hit that. In other words, Tiger Woods is more like the typical athlete where they hit a plateau. Right. Then you see a somewhat steady slight decline because mm. it's physically inevitable. You right. cannot right. so uh so far she doesn't seem to have hit it though. No, so. that's why I said no. three more years. Yeah, she probably hit in between eight to twelve more uh awards or trophies and I think after that she'd be done. I think she has her own personal goal versus an international goal and a national goal. I'm always remembering Muhammad Ali's 
fairly constant discussions about the difficulties of maintaining your commitment to training once you have the good life. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, once you're sleeping on them good sheets, mm-hmm. in them good beds, eating that good food, everybody, it's hard to get up and train like somebody who's hungry. Right. Yeah. See, that, and that's what is the hardest thing. Plus, Miko, you and I both know there's a mentality as one gets older where the things one desires changes. True. And once you've won many, many times, it's hard to maintain the cutting edge for some way at times because you grow in another way and you're not seeking of the same. Right. So that's who so sometimes you just don't want to do it anymore. And I can certainly understand that. So God bless her. If she does the three years, that would be phenomenal. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And just to give you guys an idea that that this woman is getting better as she's overcome some of the issues physically and continue at this point that she will break the all-time record, the issue will be going about the conversation, is she the greatest of all time? Once you have the greatest number of titles. And let me just say this. Her sister and her do not actually play a lot in doubles. So they don't even concentrate really on this. They just come in, may play, get together one time, come in and play and go in and win the tournament. If they focused on everything and just tennis and not the other uh, areas, I actually think they would be doing a disservice because I believe you should blossom into your other interests and not try to satisfy the public's will to say, go get all the records in this one area. I think you make... It's your success in many lanes, so I want to congratulate them. And they certainly yeah. seem to be the type to do it their way. Yeah, definitely. Yes. And about to give you guys the question of the day. So let's celebrate that man. His name is Kobe Bryant. Why? Because somebody else just retired today. Whose five ch- titles was greater? Tim Duncan? Congratulations, man. Oh, he retired. Yeah, Timmy. He retired. <laughs> Who's five titles Timmy. is the best Tim title? Duncan. Love you, brother. Yeah. Tim, Tim or Duncan. Kobe. Love you, brother. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Respect you all those levels. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Wait, 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 let me Yeah, see I I couldn't wait for this. Because yeah. uh, let me move that screen. I couldn't wait for this because I wanted to see that they both retired the same time. The uh, That's nice. The and when I say the same time as relative to the season, right? Kobe, all time length or year served with one team at twenty. Tim nineteen. Tim had five titles in a shorter amount of time. Whose five titles do you recognize more as it went through the comp- competition versus the individual quality of play? What did you enjoy more? Mario, I'm going to give it to you first. Yeah, and that's a hard. That's a hard it's a really hard one to do those kinds of comparisons. Yeah. Uh, you tend to look at them more on paper than you do in the ways you feel. I don't know, Vic. The only thing I would say is that Tim had the, the luxury, the blessing of having championships or championship-type appearances Immediately prior to his retirement, so that which whereas Kobe didn't, right? So that was the only harder thing. Kobe had to endure a weak, a weak team That's right. for a number of years, the last five years, yeah, before so. he retired. Yeah, yeah, Miko. I was going to say Kobe. Okay, you remember the championship runs and titles yeah, more so, more so from him because of than, his 
his presence and, and then plus he was right. more so in the news with the coverage than the other guy yeah yeah so yeah, yeah. you actually for different reasons i, I yeah. would definitely say yeah i do remember so, and some of that always way. so you know dick isn't some of that always going to be the difference between la and san antonio yeah yes yeah. kind of always you guys yeah. it's hard even though i'm amazed what they've done with the small markets right like oklahoma city yeah you know when you right. think about what they've done with oklahoma city right uh but again, you know, L.A., New York, those are your big Chicago, right? Right. Yeah. Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> big cities. Yeah. yeah. All yeah. day. And let me just say a congratulations to the San Antonio Spurs for having the highest winning percentage of any team in any sport all time. Hey. Wow. Lakers, Boston, hockey, baseball. Of all, all time. All time. Wow. Winning. Wow. Yeah. So that's it for my new sports, you guys. Yeah. I would have covered a little bit more, but until next time next week, I'm going. I'm going to Rio. <laughs> yeah, go to Rio. I'm going to Disneyland. Oh, I'm yeah, going to the wall. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's Dick Allen's new new sports, a recurring segment of the Morning Coffee with Mario show. It happens every week. Be there, be there, square. That's right, Victor Allen's unique fan base of sports. Dress appropriately. Ladies, get out your jack straps, sports bras, get that talcum powder, whatever you're using, you know, powder those things. Get ready. Time for some sports. You too can have jock itch. All right. Yeah. Scratch and sniff. Yeah, just, I'm not saying anything. I'm not saying anything. That's right. All right, it's time. Get ready for the hot picks. I told you to dress appropriately. Go get your robe open. This is going to be good.
Okay, you guys, here we are. We're at the last segment. This is it. We close it out for this week. Hot picks. Uh, it's actually getting a little twist this time, a little bit different than usual. What I'm actually doing is honoring what I call not only the beauty of what they will call the eye, the photo, the pictures, but also the accomplishments of a team. And I'm going to go say team because this particular team. They're called the Oregon Ducks. Something's in the water. And all I can tell you is that watching their performances and how many of those team members, specifically women, almost made the cut to the Rio Olympics. It was devastating. I'll just say this. You're going to get to vote on whether they accomplished in your eyes something magnificent or not. And you can judge the picture if you want. But I'm doing this as an homage to the Oregon Ducks women's sprint and long distance team because they perform admirably. And I was just so impressed by what they did. I said, I'm going to do my special on them. So if you're looking for that bikini laden kind of uh, woman where she's sitting up there giving you the butt cheek left, right, that ain't happening today. <laughs> so, are you ready for this? Got my robe open. <laughs> you got your robe oh. open. All right. I simply, I am simply calling this Oregon Speed Divas and Demon, and you'll find out why. So, first of all, when you have a foursome, you first have to understand the significance to the foursome. Do you know two of these women? There's only three spots in the hundred meters and two hundred meters. Two made it. A third, almost one team out of the whole competition not only collegiately and those who are semi-pro imagine from one team when they're run, running like that you're more than just eye candy you're a team you're divas and you can lay claim to that now i'm gonna go to uh miko miko when you have all that background you rate this picture it's a foursome right there do they meet your criteria of a pick and the quality of what they deliver in their performances for rio yes or no yes simple very simple. Is it, is, is it one to ten? You can score anything you want. Ten. You know what? You're so. You know what? I'm gonna. I'm gonna buy you some pancakes. I'm gonna, really, I'm gonna buy you some pancakes because you deserve it, Mario. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. It's the picture. The, you got the background. I'm, it's a twist to it now. Oh, uh oh. Man, I'm trying to remember when we were back in the day. What did women run track in? That's cold, man. Because I can't remember the outfits being nothing like this, dude. I'm, that's why you watch me. I'm in shock because I, I watch women's sports. I do. I just watch a bunch of them, the track and field. And I, I watch it for the same reason I watch uh, Hip Hop Atlanta whatever. Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. Whatever. So, Vic, I'm just saying. Right. Women didn't run in this kind of stuff before. Okay. They're absolutely beautiful. And there's only one drawback. What is that? If you run woman's track today, that means you got to get a wax job. Uh, not <laughs> necessarily. Because back in our day, I'm, not saying I'm just saying, I'm not they saying. didn't have no outfits like this back in our day. So if they're going to have outfits like this, that means when you sign up to be on the track team, your, 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 your compadres on the on the 400 relay going to say, girl, you look a little rough in the uniform. <laughs> Well, well, clearly they don't look rough at all. No, they, they don't all look like that's they all. Saying, you know, that's what I said. Yeah. Miko, but what if you don't want to do got, that? He, they, they even have tatted, tatted up too. That's what I'm saying. They are 
fast you don't see and that? fine. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. The tall one, she I'm has tattoos yeah. everywhere. They just I'm blown covered away. Up. Yeah, I'm blown away. Coach probably, you know what I'm saying? I'm blown away. But like I said, what if you don't want a wax job? <laughs> Um, you just have to find a way to comb things a certain way and brush them. Make sure they don't go people. You better get the, your teammates be like, what's up with that? Hey, what, you know what? Well, <laughs> you ain't got to get a wax job, but you can always shave. That's so, okay. I'm wow. So what's your score, Mario? Ten. Ten. Let I me, love him. I uh, dated a cross-country runner in college. <laughs> see, see what I did. I ain't lying. I told you she was all muscle. You know what? Mario's proud. You can thump her ass and ping. Mar- Mario's proud. <laughs> She was all muscle. Hey, he's proud. Yeah, I told you it was a little too much muscle. He was, I, no she comment. was super ladylike. No comment. But when you look at them arms, <laughs> that back <laughs> with all that chisel shit, you be like, she worked her behind. <laughs> on yeah, though, can't yeah, be mad at it. No, I, I looked over my woman. I said, damn. Right. Yeah, but that's that's that's, that's what you looking. want to have them say, damn. Well, I'm just saying In every it, direction it, She Damn. was very feminine But it, 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 little, it felt a little funny Well she tried <laughs> You can't knock her for that Mario She wait, tried wait, wait. I'm just saying I'm, not, look. I'm just saying I'm heterosexual So Felt a little funny When my woman was a little She was damn muscular than me Right Alright I'm not saying anything Get you a muscle woman I'm not saying anything man I'm saying All 10s PMC Brat Brick Mac All gave 10 This is simple this is what they're bringing. You can send them for help too. Baby, right. go get help. Now that's the four. <laughs> that is the foursome. That's the relay team along with the yeah, I've never seen team. So let's run. go on to the next pick because the team that made it for the hundred meters and two hundred meters. I want to congratulate because only two of those women made it. And here's the shot. That's Gina Prandini, Deja Stevens, and Tori. Boy. Look at these physical Oh, the one so the came in second, right? Right, no the, 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 yeah, the, Yes, she did It was oh, a tie be, We didn't know Oh, you can wear those shorts If you don't want to If the one with the, the ducks Versus the one with the red, white, and blue They would. They had to play it back three times To see who made it across the line Remember? Well, Jenna Prandini, who's on the left Beat out Allison Felix In the 200 meters to Really? For yeah. the she beat Allison Felix? Yes I watch Allison And that, fine So ass. those two on the left are Oregon Ducks Wow. And Deja Stevens. Who look came at in that. Second. Look at these. By, by the way, Mika, look. Oh, That's I what you wear know. if you don't get the job. You get these kind of shorts. Okay, but at least she knowing. Yeah, but you can wear these. She's got a little camel toe. Uh, okay, stop. Why I'm are just you saying? Going, why are you? Are those hot pics? You picked the picture. You knew she had a camel toe. You know what? Uh, can I go over to Miko? Ten. Miko? <laughs> Ten for the camel. I don't even know why. I give him a ten. You know that. You, it's easy. Is you it? see the camel toe? You know what? No comment. No comment. Matt goes ten. I don't know about brick and PMC. I'm gonna give him a little time. Bit. Well, let me just say this: watching the ladies run, the one Tori who came in first, she wasn't in hundred, the hundred meters or two hundred meters. She came from long jumping. So imagine you come from yeah, long jumping right. to being number one right now, basically. And qualifying. That's a hell of an A cup. In 200. In the 200 meters, that's the race that they were qualifying in. All right, so we got. But that chick took off like lightning. Who is that? Tori at the end? Yeah. Yeah. Tim from Brick. I love it. I love love women's track. Look at him. Get an old man blood flow. All day. All right, so so far we got perfect scores. Now I'm going to take you to the person who gives you what they call the reality because you always find that one, Deja Stevens, who you saw in the previous photo in green. She's going selfie me. That's the this, one with the duck? The, that's I'm going back, day. too. Take a look. There yeah. she is. Now, look. That's her in the green. Oh, wow. She looked totally different. Yeah. Oh, I'm, can I get a date? 
Okay, you know she don't eat much. Can I get a date? She don't drink. She don't eat much. Go so good. All you gotta do is train. That's a ten. That's oh, a, oh Lord. thank you, Mick. Thank you, Mick. Ten plus. Ten, ten, ten plus. I'm ready to nibble at her. <laughs> you know what? Oh. Stop. 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 <laughs> ready to lick her armpits. Yeah, we're right. So <laughs> what I like about this is Mar and, and, and me, yeah, we're gonna show our age. I'm a backup too. Back in the day. That's her there. Say something, Vic. What? Somebody what? must have said something. Look, she got the gay camera toe going. No. Okay, go back then down. She got coming down here. BMC says 10 all Locked day. in the dungeon. Max. All day. Can't escape. Brick 10 plus. It, it, right now, this I'm kind of shocked. Ask my wife. I I, wanna, I, can I, I, I'm, I'm blown away children. that you guys are following the track. Mario, the you know you ain't. The I've been watching it. I'm shocked. I'm I know shocked. Allison Felix. Oh, yeah. She got... Yeah. Yeah. I like her. She well, Allison, Allison is number one in the 400 from the U.S. team, but she didn't cut the double. So this would be her first time not in the 200, and she was beat the out. The 400 is a hell of an event anyway. I, yeah. I didn't run track. I was shooting. I was throwing shot put. Because you got to run it like a sprint. Yeah, yeah. but which and one was the one? And it's a full 400. You have to run it yes. as a full out sprint. Absolutely. That's why I love it as an event because it's the ultimate test right. of speed and endurance. Yes. Go ahead, Miko. What was the one that we watched that they had to run, what is it, 12 to 15 laps around? Oh, you're talking about the um, uh, 3,000 meters. Golly. Yeah, she watched. That was a goal. That's the Ooh. kind of stuff my girl in college ran. She was cross-cut. Like, she ran all that crazy <laughs> shit. We got... She wasn't fast. She was strong. Hey, oh, look, okay. Good for her. It, it is a rough... That's why I was telling you about Sydney uh, McCaughlin yeah. running the 400 yeah. over hurdles. Did you run it in like we had to run it in I like did. junior high? In junior high, and, and I did it in high school. I thought that was the hardest event because you can't keep up the full speed. No, no. <laughs> you can't keep up no. full speed. No, you no. be going like a hundred yards. You be teaching. Everybody start passing me. Yeah, I want to trip people and shit. Yeah. Oh, that's what they did. To, what's her name? We're gonna talk about that. <laughs> All right, ask me, guys. Let's take you to another shot because I believe the poster child is Deja Stevens. Let's get a different look. I always say bring a little jeans and boots in the mix. If she told you I am the number two sprinter in the U.S. and you had met her, Mario, back in your day, in your youth, looking like this, would you believe it? I would have said, baby, I don't want to be forward, <laughs> but can I touch you for a minute? <laughs> See what you're doing. And then I would put my hands on her shoulder. And I said, ooh, baby, baby, with your permission. This is, this is terrible. Can I touch your abdomen just for a second? Just perhaps to verify that you are who you say you look, are. Look at Regal's face. And then when I put my hand to the abdomen, I would say, oh, baby. Oh, baby. If And I don't even want to, but could I potentially just touch your hips to determine the strength that runs through them and down into them lovely legs? She would say, "Okay, you can touch my ass, Mario." <laughs> oh, baby! You see what's happening? Can you I see? buy you dinner? I'm trying to honor can I them. Buy you dinner? You see, I'm trying to honor you. Five baby. years. I'm trying to honor you. <laughs> can I buy you dinner? Because right now I'm thinking about our children. I know you don't know me. <laughs> Let me buy you dinner while I talk to you about the children. Okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. With all that, I'm gonna write down the I'm score for Mario. Date, I already shit. know the score. Get me a date, Miko. <laughs> do you want to bring something of quality? quality to this commentary <laughs> it would be interesting to hear her backstory and how she got to that point oh yeah that's yeah. what I would ask her if I met her up close and she said that made right. that statement I would go okay it's more than you to what I thought is that a B cup 
So yeah, I, I give her on this one a nine point five. Oh, we got our first non ten. Mm. Okay, not bad, not bad. Used to hate it till I ate it. So we got a ten from Brick. We got a ten from PMC. Mario, I know you put down ten. The only one we didn't get Mac yet. Just the children. I'm concerned about. That's okay. All right, offspring. It's okay. I'm just saying. All about my offspring. Now here's something I'm doing before we move to the next, because I have to honor, and because I looked at the tweets, and because I looked at the traffic from this next photo. This this cat also comes from uh, Miko watched the race with me He also comes from Oregon Duck City And he won the 110 meter hurdles Over the world Ooh. record holder Ooh. The former Olympic silver medalist All of them Plays wide receiver for the Ducks Devin Allen and the women think he's a cutie And he easily won when I say easily oh, won. Oh, I call him lightning bolt. Yeah, yeah. He, he basically won his fastest time at his home base university beating the world champions. And yes. He's a football player. Yes. Something's in the water at Oregon, you guys. That's all I can say. Something's in the water. Something. Something's in that the water. That chicken. Yeah, he the one that jumped up in the, in the stands. Yeah, he went... His he, thigh he is way bigger than his head. Look at this dude. Look how big his thigh is. You know that his thigh is bigger than his head. He's talking about a loser. You're talking okay, about a loser. We're talking about the winner. I'm we're just about, saying. His baby's legs too big. Oh my God. Okay. So for accomplishment, Mario, because you have to vote on a different criteria, you come in and beat previous the world record holder, also previous go, uh, medal winners in pre- the previous Olympics, and those who are favored. What you rate? Ten. Devin Allen, ten. Ten. All day. All day. That's the easy one. T-I-N. All day. Ten. Yeah, he got a ten. I got a ten. T-I-N. He got a ten. Miko got got a ten. ten. So we got tens. I don't know. A a definite ten, yes. (laughs) He's a down boy down. That's a good one, Brick. So a ten so far. So right offhand, he is favored. There is somebody from Cuba who's favored over him, but we'll find out a little bit later. So this is the, the case. We're gonna run back, Mario. We're gonna. I'm gonna let you know basically how the scores went. Not that they matter. It's just the quality of the body of work and what they're doing. All right, we started out with the Oregon Speed Divas and Demon 100 200 meters, the Rio Olympians. Then we went straight on. To Jenna Prandini, Deja Stevens, and Tori Bowie. Wow. Used to hate it to lady. <laughs> Deja Stevens, dressing to impress. Knowing your woman can do more push-ups than you, what can I say? That's wrong. Sometimes I need something down underneath me pushing back. Oh, Lord. And then there's Deja. In the knee-high boots and the jeans. You know these athletes don't eat much. They don't drink. So they make cheap dates. <laughs> And of course, quack like a duck. It's got to be a duck. You see what I'm saying? See, there you go. So just to <laughs> let you guys know what happened here, perfect scores across for all of them except Deja. Consider the source. Knees and boots. Miko went 9.5. Other than that, Man. congratulations. Almost 10s across the board. That's 9.5 right. ain't bad because Miko is being honest. All day. That's it for my uh, hot bitch. Honoring, honoring the Rio Olympians. I like that. Go ahead, USA. Got to see you do it. And also, I have also what I call some cheering for some other countries who actually, you know, are not represented with 
hundreds and hundreds of athletes. I love when I see a team come out and they represent a country and it's only like two or three athletes. Love and it. And I like that. Love that. Duck, I, mean, I think when they, they're putting it down, they go, it's I like numbers. that duck. I said, it's some duck fat. Mm, well, I just want to give a shout out to B Hernandez for doing a good job on that track. She did it. She did her thing. Mm, you know. Day. Yeah, you you remember? Deja, just remember. You ever feel like the experience of an old man? Oh, <laughs> it won't take long. Right. They're not greedy. <laughs> Come on down. Never say, ain't nobody got our DNA. Well, thank God, chocolate. Sweetie Pie, Miko Williams for being in the house. Go check out that I, Victor. My partner, Victor Allen, drawing those painted pictures, sceneries. I'm just holding up the walls. See you next week.